Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am Kevin Kaufman, your host of the Kevin and Fred Next Level Agents podcast, the real estate podcast that brings you short business tips and tricks, as well as in-depth interviews with some of our industry's leading minds. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Hey, Mark Martin, what's going on, my brother? How are you doing? What's up, guy? How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. I can't complain. Dude, thank you so much for taking some time today to hang out with me and uh, and record this podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been looking forward to it for, for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, man. Uh, unfortunately, we had to reschedule. You had a, you had a little case of uh, not feeling so good, huh? Yeah. So I, I've never, I've never had that happen before. I literally got on the plane, sat down, did everything. And then I'm like, get me off this plane. It was, it was, so come to find out it was vertigo from, um, from the race car, from being in the race car so long. So the G forces and, and I guess it messes with your inner ear. And, um, that next day I was toast and it, it stayed with me for a week, dude. Oh. I went to, so I, I, and I feel horrible. I had to cancel that trip. So I tried again the next day because I was supposed to go to Salt Lake City. So I went and it was horrible the whole time I was there. And I felt bad for the guy I was with. Um, cause I'm like, we, he wanted to take me, uh, on this little excursion in the car down to see their teams. Uh, they, they sponsor a race team in the Pirelli World Challenge and, the team keeps their cars there and he wanted to take me and show me the cars and stuff. And we're driving and we got into this traffic. I'm like, I got to get out of this car. You know, yeah. it's like 28 degrees outside and I'm rolling the window down and, and it just, it was, it was weird. So, but I yeah, come man. to find out it was vertigo. Yeah, man. turns out maybe realtors have to take some, take it easy with, with the race cars, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> So or get in wanna, shape or something. <laughs> or something. We'll go into that. Like, I, I, wanna, I definitely want to talk about the race car uh, stuff because that's, uh, you know, obviously that's, I know, your passion or one of your passions anyways. And so I want to be able to talk about that today too. But obviously with this being a podcast really designed to help realtors sell more real estate, right? And kind of up their game and what they're doing in the real estate business. Um, I want to focus there, but we got to talk about the race cars before we wrap up today. So don't let me For forget, sure. okay? Um, well, cool. Yeah. So Mark do this. Tell who is Mark Warren, man. How long you've been in real estate? Uh, and I, you're based in Austin, Texas. How long have you been there? Um, and tell me, tell me about your business today. So well, I got licensed in uh, Florida in 1999. Uh, came to Texas. I grew up in Texas. So I came back to Texas um, after several stops across the country in the corporate world. Uh, Launched in Texas in late 2000, early 2001. Uh, didn't know anybody in Austin. I just knew Austin was where I wanted to live. It's a great, great spot. Um, built it, built up, prospected expires and FISBOs and, and did my thing. And uh, 2004 was doing about 20 million a year. Had a buyer's agent um, and, and an admin back when teams were just, just like a concept. And I, I, I took the typical ego-based approach and I said, hey, um, I, can, I should be my own broker and um, <laughs> open my own broker shop. So I went out and bought a, uh, a franchise out of Florida that I was familiar with and brought it to Texas. And I didn't just buy one franchise 
location. I bought the whole state of Texas. Oh, this is why I like together. you. This is why I like yeah. you. I, now I know why. It's because when you do something, especially when you screw up, like it's not just like a little bit. Like you go big. Yeah, if you're gonna fail, fuck man, go go big. Yes, um, absolutely. So, yeah, I went all in, and I drug a bunch of people with me, unfortunately. And but the uh, we we grew uh, quickly. We recruited 160 agents in 18 months uh, here in Austin. That's legit. Um, I hired John Cheplak, our, our good friend and mentor. Uh, I hired John in 2004 to be my recruiting coach because I had a real estate coach. And I was like, dude, if I'm going to do this right, I need, I need a coach. You know, so I Google real estate recruiting coach and up pops John Cheplak. And um, so I met with him, hired him, um, got him a couple of speaking engagements at our corporate office in Florida. Everything was rolling. Um, this uh, 2007 was kind of a rough year. I don't know if it was for anybody else, but uh, I lost I lost everything. Uh, we we tanked like major because we were we were transaction fee based, uh, small monthly fee transaction fees, and uh, we built you know these shit. I was young and dumb. I I just built and built and built and didn't really pay attention to what I was spending. And uh, when the transaction slowed down in 2007, 2008, uh, the fixed expenses were far outrunning the transaction fees, and, and we just went into a tailspin. So uh, I think a lot of people have heard my story, but the 30-second version is I lost it all, lost all the investor money, um, actually had to get out of real estate and got a $50,000 a year job selling air conditioning. And uh, even that went to shit. And so 2010, I found myself living with my, um, living with a buddy of mine in Florida. We were working short sales. Um, I lived in a, one of his kids' bedrooms and it was, it was just a mess. And, and John Sheplak called me. I remember it was September of 2010 and he calls me, he's like, dude, you know how he is, dude. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you hit rock bottom yet? And I'm like, man, I'm close, but I don't think I I think I can pull it out. He's like, all right, I'll call you in a month. And uh, calls me back in October, dude. Have you hit rock bottom yet? I'm like, yeah. I have no car, no money, no nothing. I'm on food stamps in the state of Florida. Literally had the card to go buy groceries with. And um, little known fact, you can't buy beer with food stamps. Uh, so, you know, that, that puts a squashes the party mode. So I'm like, yeah, I hit rock bottom. He's like, all right, I'm going to send you a one-way ticket to Vegas. You're going to come work for me. We're going to build something. And um, I'm going to pay you whatever your child support is for each month. And that's it. I'll feed you and house you and pay you a thousand bucks a month. Like, I don't really have any choice, and let's do it. So uh, went to Vegas and uh, lived in a condo with him, Tim Merrill, uh, or I guess Tim Merrill owned the condo at the time. Uh, Chris Weaver, me, Bo, a couple other guys, and um, we built a uh, Craigslist uh, lead listing lead platform thing that we sold to brokers. And so... Uh, I would call and, and talk to brokers and do these webinars and show them how to use the program. And it's called Cheflack Leads. 
And uh, so that uh, that lasted for a while, and and um, but I just I, I I didn't like Vegas, um, and so I called my mom and I said, Hey, mom, I'm 40, what 45, 46 years old. Be okay if I came back home and lived with you for a little while and started over. And uh, she was kind enough to 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 let me move back home and. Uh, so I got my real estate license reinstated, started calling expireds, called FISBOs, listed some listings, held some open houses, built it back up. And uh, so here we are. Uh, but that was, that was rock bottom. Dude, I love a good comeback story um, with people, yeah. uh, specifically with people. And um, I didn't know that part about you and John. Uh, working together, uh, and I'm, I'm not even sure I realized because I've known each other for that long. I knew um, mm-hmm. I knew that he was there for you, uh, and, and you guys have obviously leaned on each other through some really tough times. I didn't know all the all those parts of the story. That's pretty pretty amazing, and um, it's number one. So, like, thanks for sharing because I know that it's probably helping somebody right now who's listening, uh, and it makes me just feel more connected to you and John both. So. That, let me ask you a question because here we are, we're at the time, okay, we're recording this. It's December of 2018. Chances are someone's listening to this at a time in the future. And um, it's a little uncertain in a lot of markets around the, around the country. A lot of people I talk to, everyone's kind of going like, what's going on? Like, is the economy good as it seems or no? I feel like every realtor is waiting for the next shoe to drop because it's been so good for so long now. And what I'm thinking here is something you said a few minutes ago, Mark, was so 2007 is happening, right? And your expenses are, are kind of out of control. And then the transactions, so, that the, so the income starts to go away. As How right. are you approaching this now? I, I'm not, I'm, this is not a crystal ball statement. I'm not saying that things are changing next month, next quarter, next year. But how are you approaching things now from like a cost and control? And how do you predict uh, your, how do you, how do you make sure your business stays intact and in fact thrives through whatever is coming up in the next 12 to 24 months? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing I learned from 07, 08 was you have to track everything and you have to watch for the trends and you have to be able to react and, and scale. You know, I'm a huge Zillow guy. I, I've, I've been a huge fan of Zillow for a long time. I've stuck with them through thick and thin. And one of the things that they say internally at Zillow is, is scale thyself. And so, you know, we're always trying to, we're always trying to grow. Everybody wants to grow. Everybody wants to, but at the same time, I think, I think the, there's a couple of analogies that I use when I talk to agents, but you know, I've got to be able to turn up the volume, but also turn it back at the yep. appropriate times, right? And I learned this past year, I went in uh, with this referral network that I built across the country, and I went big. I went, I went freaking turn up, max it up to 11. And I quickly realized that the it's very easy to outspend the pace that your agents can produce at. And, and so we had to scale it back. And it was interesting because the guy that I love, uh, brilliant, brilliant guy that was with Zillow at the time is now on his own doing some consulting and coaching John Bowler. Um, you know, he kept telling me, slow down, 
slow down. Let's let's grow responsibly because we're growing quickly, but we're outrunning we're outrunning the the uh, the profit. And so so I did. I slowed down, and and now I make more money on probably. 25% of what I was spending before I'm making more money at it because I've got the best agents and I've got the best markets and I was able to, to figure out, you know, I call it horses and ponies, but you either same with racing cars, you're either on the gas or you're on the brakes. Coasting doesn't win races, yeah. you know, lifting off the gas and, and just, well, am I going to make it into that turn or not? Let me get, let me put a little, no, you got to fucking go for it. So, so it's a um, same thing in business. So what I've learned is track everything. I'm watching trends. I'm looking at markets. I'm looking at what's happening. But I also I want to make sure any contracts I have or any commitments that I have are small so that I can scale back to them. Even if I spend more, I don't want to be locked into anything that's that's too overwhelming so that I can dial it back if I need to. The market's going to change. Everything is cyclical. I don't know about right now this being this massive shift or this massive, you know, change in the market. I think there's a little bit of unrest. I think that, but I also think this is very normal. And, you know, as we look at what we're doing and our numbers and our team year over year over year, um, I think units is going to go down a little bit, maybe a couple of percent. I think average prices are going to continue to rise. I think there's money still to be made. Um, I just think agents have to be cautious, you know, err on the side of caution. Don't stop. Don't, don't come to a screeching halt just because some guru says the market's changing. You got to know your individual market. You yeah. got to know where you are. And what's happening? Like I'm in Austin, Texas, dude. It's freaking on fire. Apple announced yesterday another billion-dollar facility here, another 15,000 employees. Um, there's another major tech company, um, uh, and of course the names can escape me. They're building a billion-dollar facility here. I mean, Austin's. We have the state capital. We have the the biggest university in the state top 20 program in the country for, for football and, and revenue coming in. We got a lot of things working for us, but you know, who's to say that five years from now, Austin doesn't slow down yeah. you know, what's next. So you got to constantly be looking. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, for, for context too, um, I was looking at some of your stats earlier, you're going to, you're 275 deals or so this year uh, for just 85 million right around there, probably maybe a little North uh, give or take a few dollars just in Austin. Right. That's, those are, those are big numbers. No, 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 that's no, we, uh, we did, we'll do 35 million in Austin and about 110 deals. Um, The rest of that is the national. Sorry. The referral referral partner. That's right. Sorry about that. So, yeah. uh, So great. So tell, so that's a great segue, Mark. So, Talk to me about that. So, because you've got a unique uh, strategy on what, as, as realtors, we call expansion, right? Or, or somebody started calling expansion. Uh, and so, you know, your expansion business looks different than mine. And so, tell me about yours. So, you got you got a team in Austin. You sold $35 million worth this year. But then there's another $50 million, if I'm doing my math right, 
done outside of Austin. To, like, how does that happen? Like, what's that look like for Mark Martin? So, so I had this, I don't know how I came about it. I, I, well, actually, I'm actually looking at the notes. When were we in LA together? That uh, was uh, two that, years ago? No, that was actually, believe it or not, LA was February of this year. So, so my memory's going. So I just kept looking, I kept hearing about expansion and I kept hearing about all the, the different ways to do it. And I was, I was seeing all these agents fly into Austin to go to, to the Keller Williams CSO, uh, I think it was yep. called, or expansion. And so I'm like, here I am with Remax and each, in the, each office is independently owned and operated. And so I kept looking at expansion because it, it's like the new wave, right? It's the new thing. And, and I was, I was talking to a bunch of people and people were really trying to figure out like, how do you make money on it? How do you, how do you go in with brick and mortar or do you, do you not? And I all along had been doing really well with Zillow and here in Austin. And I kept looking at Zillow and I'm like, wait a minute. So I can pretty much buy leads anywhere and I can't expand with Remax because of the independently owned and operated thing. I went to Remax and I said, Hey, I got this idea. Will you guys help me with this? And they're like, well, we love the idea, but each office is independently owned and operated. So we really can't help you, you know, and they just kind of fell off. And so I'm like, all right. So I had this idea that if I know that I know that Zillow leads or I, I like calling them humans, right? There, there's a human on the other end of that computer. Yeah. It's not just a lead, it's a human. But the humans, they just, they want to buy a house. They want to have a great experience. They want to work with a great agent. They need to get pre-approved. You know, how do they go through that process? It's not company specific. It's not Keller Williams or, or Remax or whatever. So I kept, I just kept noodling on it. And in typical Mark Martin style, I messaged uh, number two at Zillow and I said, hey, Greg, I want to spend a million dollars a month on Zillow. And I haven't told this story to many people. So I said, I want to spend a million a month on Zillow. This was May of 2017. I said, I know if I spend a million, I can make a million to a million and a half in profit a month. I only have one problem. I don't have a million a month. So I need you to introduce me to some people. So the next day, Greg emails me back or messages me back. He's like, wow, period, because I would be their biggest client. USAA at the time was spending 250000 a month. Owners.com was spending 100000 150000 a month. And I kept watching USAA, and that's who I – when I discovered that USAA was charging a 42% referral fee to be a USAA agent and take these leads, I'm like, wait a minute. So there's 40, 42% there to play with. I know what the leads cost. So is there enough margin in there to, for me to make some money? So I'm like, well, what if I charge 50%? Because most of our referrals in this business are 25%, right? Hey, I got a great buyer for you, Kevin, moving to Phoenix, uh, past client of mine. Will you pay me 25%? You can do that all day long. Yep. Right. So like, all right, what if we double that? 
And I provide a little bit of coaching, a little bit of training, provide a CRM for them, and I provide the leads. So uh, Greg messaged me back. He says, wow, I know some people. And so 60 days later, in typical Zillow fashion, they move quickly. They think big. We ran a pilot, got an investor, and um, started this thing. And uh, October 1st, we launched uh, officially. We, it was a bunch of background work that had to be done. We launched in October 1st. Listen, I'm taking this quick break to invite you personally to our conference, Next Level Agents Live, next April 25th and 26th in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's April 25th and 26th, 2019 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Please join us for the industry's top speakers. I promise this will be the number one educational real estate event of the year. You do not want to miss it. You can get all of the details and buy your tickets today at nlalive.com. That's nlalive.com. Buy your tickets today. I think I got as big, I think my biggest month was 150,000 probably in April of this year. Never hit the million. But that's when John Bowler's like, slow down, slow down, slow down, because this was all before Premier Agent 4 and concierge only delivery and, and all that. So um, we had, I think, well, let me look. So this year, we had over 5,000 Zillow leads Whoa. in the national referral network. So up until July, we were getting six to 700 a month. And um, I had, at that time, I had 20, 24 agents in the program across the country. And, but it was, we learned a ton. Dude, it was the biggest experiment in human behavior I've ever, I've ever done. Agents choke when you give them too many opportunities. They burn out. And, and there's this, everybody's gung-ho. It was not hard at all to find agents who wanted leads, right? There's no shortage of agents who want free leads. There's a huge shortage of agents who want to work. And so it's a, um, that was my realization is I've got to find agents who can convert, who can turn these into dollars because I'm, I'm on the hook for all this money. And so, uh, we ended up scaling it back, but, it, uh, uh, I, I think my biggest, and Cheplak and I talk about this all the time, we talk about horses and ponies. Yeah. So I feed my horses and I starve my ponies. Yep. And I, through tracking, through profiling, through uh, assessments that we built, we're able to figure out who are the horses. Even the horses burn out. And so you have to, you have to throttle back. You have to watch for indicators that that they're burning out. Um, I had an amazing agent in Arizona, in Phoenix. Um, he was doing six, seven, eight deals a month, every month with us, rocking and rolling. I kept up in the spend, up in the spend. I think I was spending 15000 a month in your market um, in the spring and summer. And then all of a sudden, I was like, where's, where's my boy? Where's my man? And two couple of months went by, and I'm like, dude, um, we're, churn we're eating up all the profits. Where are you? And he's like, oh, man, I got burned out. 
He's like, I just stopped. Thanks for letting me know, bro. Um, <laughs> so we had to turn it off. So he just, he flamed out um, and he was crushing it. So it just, you, you have to watch for those indicators of they'll stop working the leads. They'll stop using the CRM. They'll stop responding to you. There's, there's, there's indicators of burnout. And um, so it's, it was an interesting experiment. Dude. But we just give you an idea. So this year, 2018, we've brought in 4,452 leads. Uh, the agents made 18,000 calls, sent 15,000 emails, 18,000 texts, made 31,000 notes, completed 4,800 tasks, set 994 appointments, and closed 167 transactions for 49 million eight hundred and fifty four thousand uh, so that's um, I have to do the math on that what is that in commission million five so all on a 50 50 split Dude. So I made money on it but it was could have made spent, more. <laughs> yeah I could have made a lot more but it's um, at the end of the day I proved that you can run a referral model or call it expansion or whatever you want to call it, but I had no brick and mortar. I had no ISAs. I had a four, $499 a month CRM follow-up boss, and I bought Zillow leads, and I farmed them out through the, through the Zillow system. Dude. So it's the margins are thin because the Zillow – lead cost is typically 30 to 40 percent of the gci right so there's about a 10 15 percent margin in there for somebody like me but uh i, know, I made i made a little bit of money at it that's pretty it was fun First but now of we, all, we've scaled it way back i like that you were willing to go try something different you're like hold on there's a problem i want to i want in on this expansion thing i see an opportunity uh and you kind of worked within the constraints of what your company offered uh, or I should say worked around them. And so you weren't stepping on toes and weren't adding any undue um, cost and headache to your business. I really love just the way you look at it. It's like th there's a mastermind I'm in that's it's non-real estate. And one of the guys is always saying like, listen, you know, what, so a lot of times what we learn here, it's, you know, it's not spoon fed. I mean, and it's not always so obvious. Sometimes it's you hear an idea and it's not the way it's presented, but it's when you start to look at it from 45 degrees differently and you see it at a different angle. And I, I feel like that's what you did. And you, you saw an opportunity and went after it. And obviously, luckily you made some money on it and are really more clear now on, on what it is going forward. And by the way, that's been my experience with, with our models and expansion too, is we make some money. Uh, we take some losses, right? Could have made more money. Definitely could have, lost less money in some cases in some scenarios and then you go and you just make it a little bit better and you make it a little bit better and a little bit better and and hope the hope is right over time and i don't know this is a great big experiment uh you mentioned the word experiment in human behavior right. uh, i feel like all businesses on some level right but what we hope is over the course of a year or two or five years or 20 years whatever this looks like that we've got this very sustainable model that we've just dialed in a little bit better every quarter every year and started to, to, to be better at what we do if we're, if we're learning and, and willing to be coached and things like that.
Right. Absolutely. I mean, it, it was it was a ton of fun. It was a lot of sleepless nights getting it built and and getting it going. But it's I think the agents learned a lot about themselves. Oh, yeah. The agents learned a lot about you know lead conversion and and I hope they're all better for it now. Um, we've got I've got um, I'm in six markets. We were in 26 markets at the peak. Now I'm in six markets. Uh, probably go to 10 this coming year. Might you know I'll, I'll probably add four or five more, but. We really have it dialed in now on exactly what we're looking for, both from a lead uh, lead cost, uh, demographic, you know, and, and what's the market like, but also the agent. What's the what's the perfect agent look like, yeah. and and how do they test and how do they? We built an assessment um, uh, with a company called Third Pool uh, that Zillow had been doing some trials with and. The owner, one of the owners of Third Pool, and I really hit it off. And I'm like, so you guys have this assessment that you run these agents through, and you can tell like core capacities, right? Core traits. And he's like, yeah. And I said, well, so disk test measures surface traits, what I call surface traits. He's like, yeah, but you want to know who they are as a person, right? And like, and so he told me the story. He's like, you can teach a German Shepherd to go in the pond and fetch a ball. It might take a while, but you can teach the dog to go in the pond and get the ball. You don't have to teach a Labrador. So hire Labradors. The Labrador just goes and gets it, right? He's got the quartz bred into the Labrador to go get the ball in the cold water. Like, I don't care, it's a pond, I'm gonna go get the ball. And so that's what we look for. So we tested my Austin team with this assessment because I had horses here and tried and true every month, month after month, they were, they're getting it. Then we, I had a great admin at the time. So we tested her and of course she's polar opposite of what a successful buyer's agent profile looks like. Oh yeah. I'm like, this is fantastic. So, so then we tested the whole referral network and I'll be damned if it wasn't over 80% accurate of who, who my best performers were all tested green. And so that the, the, the assessment um, that we built, it comes back basically red light, green light, yellow light. So green's good, yellow's caution, they're probably not gonna work and reds are definitely not gonna work for what you're trying to do. And I took some chances. I mean, we all have friends, we all have relationships in the business that we think, man, the, the test is probably wrong, right? I mean, that dude's good, or she's amazing, and look at her up on stage, and she does all these great things. She tested red, but I'm going to take a chance. Sure enough, the test was right. You know, two two things here. Number one is I, I want people to make sure they don't hear that you have to be green to be a successful real estate agent, because that's not what you're saying. Um, exactly. Because, right. People of all different behavior types succeed at high levels in real estate. But you are looking, your program, your model is something very specific. And yes, when you've got the right behavior match, you know, it's like this. And there are, they, like their, their chance of success, obviously behavior does not guarantee it, but it skyrockets when you've got that green light as opposed to say a yellow or, or obviously a red. Um, so, so number one, I love that. Number two, 
so is this like, can anybody go to this website or this company and get an assessment? Can they get it from you? I so, mean, tell me, tell me about this assessment a little bit more if you don't mind. Yeah. So it costs me, um, cost me 125 bucks every time I put somebody through it because they come back with, we get the assessment results, but then third pool will, um, analyze it and give me commentary on where this person is struggling or what their what energies they're conflicted with um what they're so one of my favorite sayings that we we coined during the whole thing was don't try to fix my ferrari just get in and drive okay one of the biggest challenges we run into with people and agents humans is they want to fix it they'll get in they, they like aspects of it, but they want to try to tweak it or fix it or change it or, hey, you should do this or, hey, no, just it works. Let's get in and work and do it and just do it over and over and over again. So to get the assessment, um, I'm, I've got a URL and I'm working with Third Pool on how do we do it at scale. And, um, and so to get the assessment, I'll, I'll get you something on that here soon so that we can get it out to folks, but, cool. um, it's, it's, it's spot on. So it, it'll be the, it, I think it'll be the next disc test. Uh, it's, it's good. It's very, very accurate. And That's we can awesome. tweak it based on the position. I like that. You know, you said something else too about something that's important. I think about understanding behavior that we don't always think about, or maybe it's just not taught as, uh, as much, but, um, you know, a disc is an example. I'm from, uh, very familiar with a disc. And, um, and so your behavior, you know, high D behavior is going to show up a certain way, right? Or high I behavior is going to show up a certain way. And you can see it from across the room. And, and that behavior looks like, you know, they're mingling and going and talking to everybody or, or whatever that looks like. But the, but the thing is, is it's not the behavior. It's what caused that behavior. That's the thing is what is it that made them walk across the room and say hi to all 17 people in the room, right? right? Within the first five minutes. And I think when we can key in on that stuff and start to understand other humans, as you said, like at that level, that's when we can really, number one, help. And number two, I, I think um, just progress in our relationship, whether that is you know, a business relationship, a, a client, agent relationship, whatever that looks like. And I think that's so huge to be able to understand behavior on a deeper level, no matter what you do as your profession, no matter what role you have right. in this industry or any other for that matter. Well, absolutely. And you have to put the right people in the right roles. And there is a definite place for highly analytical, very smart people who love numbers, who want to dissect everything 10 different ways. I have a huge need for that, but that's not going to be a great buyer's agent, right? I mean, if you want to be a data scientist, let me let me help point you in a direction of being a data scientist. But, you know, I need people who within third pool, we call it merchants. The, the, the people who make great, great buyer's agents are merchants. They're, they, they, if you think about a merchant, you, you have to have inventory. You, you have to have a storefront. You have to have customers. And then those customers need to keep coming back. Yeah. And they need to tell other people about your shop and how, what you've got. And, and so that's the key to the whole thing because the referral network was built upon the premise of, yes, I'm going to take 50% of your first deal that you close with that lead, but then that's your client for life. 
Yep. And if you do it right, you're going to get three to five transactions out of that client, the lifetime value of a client. I'm covering your CAC, your client acquisition cost, right? But you get the benefit of the lifetime value of that client. So now I'm looking at, okay, one of the reasons I just went independent is how do I get deeper into each agent's opportunities and how do I help them grow those repeat and referral deals? And I can I take a small chunk of that? Um, I may or may not be able to, but that's where I'm headed next is how do I, and you you guys have already done this with your expansion teams and you know that's where I'm behind is how do I how do I go deeper with them and be involved on all of their deals, yeah. not just the first deal, right? So that's what I'm looking at now. Yeah, and the, We know the, we can make money. Yeah, and you know, the cool part about that is when you can do that, um, it, it, it does what they call, it deepens your bench, right? Because you probably have come across some really mm-hmm. phenomenal people that you can have this referral relationship with, but if you could actually create a business relationship that's more, uh, continuous, right? And then you never know what the two of you can then start to create beyond that or what the collective is of four or five of four or five folks like that. Like you've got a team of just absolute uh, worker, just absolute rock stars in Austin and you've got some individuals around the country and what if you had, you know, what if that all multiplied by three or four? And obviously at that right. point, that's, that's when you're your possibilities just go through the roof. So, hey, we're, we're running short uh, on time. Like I promise to get you out of here uh, by yeah. the top of the hour. One of the things I wanted to make sure we talked about though is I know, so we talked about your Austin business. We talked about your, uh, your expansion model. And, uh, but also I know you're doing some coaching too of, of agents as well. Now, are these just agents that are in your referral network? Are they outside of your network? What, what, what's that like? No, I coach, um, I, I, I was able to, several of my coaching clients uh, over the last couple of years have been in the referral network. A couple of them are still are, but the uh, the coaching, I was coached by Dirk Zeller starting in 2012 and Dirk coached me for three years, still coaches me, but um, he asked me, he's like, why don't you become a coach? I'm like, man, I really... I really thought about that. You know, I was so deep into production, but then I, I, I kept talking with um, different people and I had lunch with a guy locally, uh, Chad Goldwasser, you may know Chad, Oh yeah, yeah. but Chad and I had lunch and he's like, he was in, he was doing his thing and he's like, man, if I never went on another listing appointment, I'd be so happy. And I was like, dude, if I never went on another listing appointment, I would be ecstatic. How do I do that? And so I started talking to Dirk about that. And he's like, you need to hire a listing specialist, but you got to hire the right listing specialist because that's the biggest profit center in your business. Yeah. So to be able to step away from that, he's like, then you need to start coaching. And so it took me a year to find the right listing specialist. And I found her and, and she's freaking amazing. And so I started coaching and um, found out that I loved it. And, and I have a ball with it. Every coaching client is different. I coach teams, I coach individual agents, I coach new agents, I coach, um, uh, I've coached teams that are doing 1,400 deals a year, I've coached teams that are doing a couple of hundred deals a year, and, and it's, I learn just as much as I 
teach. Yeah. The, the teacher becomes the student in many cases, and, and the sharing and, the, uh, and, and just uh, getting deep into their business and, and into their lives and the struggles and all of that, it, it's, it's fabulous. I love the coaching aspect. Um, so two year and a half ago, Dirk asked me to become the president of his company. Um, he's got about four or five years left and, uh, uh, he asked me to, to help kind of mold the company and, and, and then subsequently take it over. And so I, I very happily accepted that. And so I've been the president of real estate champions now for about a year and a half. And it's, we haven't made any big moves yet. Um, I've got some big moves on my board yeah, and I put them out today, but I want to, I want to add four or five more coaches. I want to add uh, some sales staff. We never have aspirations of being a, a Tom Ferry or, or um, anything like that. We, we, we know what our lane is um, and we really do well at helping single agents and team leaders scale. And how do you, how do you scale while always keeping an eye on net profit? For us, the number one thing we talk about and work on is net profit. We don't talk about units. We don't talk about dollars. We don't talk about, we, we want to focus on net profit. And it's tough to, to keep it in mind for my own darn business, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, you can, you can spend to the moon and, and let the ego take over. But at the end of the day, you've got to make a profit. That's what drives everything else. And so, um, investment properties and retirement and and all of that. Dirk has just been a huge help for me in that area, and uh, so it, it's that's that's the coaching piece. I, I love it. Don't know that we'll ever be a twenty million dollar coaching company like like Tom or or Mike or you know they're even bigger than that. But that's not our that's not our wheelhouse. We 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 want to go deep. And, and create great relationships. Um, and uh, I, I want to grow it, but I want to grow it responsibly. Tell me the name of the company again. Real Estate Champions. So Perfect. Dirk Zeller and, and Real Estate Champions. Real Estate Champions, very cool. All right, buddy. Well, uh, I've got one final question for you. It's a question I like to ask all my guests. And uh, it's just, uh, is this simply. So someone comes to you and they say, Mark, I need some advice. Give me your top three tips for just kicking ass, kicking more ass in life. What are they? What are the secrets, if you will? So I learned them uh, from a random post by Ben Kinney a couple of years ago. And it's three, three simple things. Number one is think bigger. You've got to think bigger. No matter where you're at, you're just going to stay where you're at unless you think bigger. Number two is take risk. You have to become a risk taker. At some point, you have to get comfortable with losing everything. I lost everything. I hit rock bottom. I never want to go to rock bottom again. But if I did, if something happened, I know exactly how to get right back out of it. And so I'm willing to take more risk uh, and and take a chance, okay? So risk is a big part of it. And the last one that I love so much that very few people understand and very few people do. 
So number one is think bigger. Number two is take risk. Number three is say no. Mm -hmm. Say no to the people and the things around you that are holding you back. If you're in a relationship or you have friendships or you have peer groups or you have whatever, and they're telling you you can't do it, or they're telling you you're not going to be able to make that happen or that won't work or whatever, say no and go do what you want to do. Take the risk, think bigger, but we have to say no to what's dragging us down and keeping us, keeping us held back. So I can't take credit for it. I give Ben Kenny the credit for that. He put it up in a post somewhere I saw and I wrote it down on my whiteboard and it's still on my whiteboard. And it's like every day I look at that and I teach it and, and I live it. That's awesome, man. Dude, Mark, thank you so much for your time today, man. I am looking forward to seeing you yeah. again very soon in a, in a room. Absolutely. January. Yeah. A few of our other friends uh, from around the country and um, I'm looking forward to hanging out. So thanks so much for your time. One more thing. Uh, it's the best way for people to get a hold of you, follow you, connect with you. Uh, is that Facebook? Is it somewhere else? Website? Yeah. Facebook. I'm, I'm, my profile's uh, public on Facebook. Just Mark Martin. Um, emails easy. Mark Martin online at gmail.com. I try to, I try to get back to everybody. I love meeting everybody in this industry and, yeah. and it's, I'm having fun. That's, that's the, I finally reached a point where it's like, dude, this is fun. It's, it's, I'm, I'm having fun. That's awesome, man. I love hearing that. All right, brother. Well, uh, we're going to get out of here and I will talk to you again soon. All right. See you in January. All right, buddy. See you then. Bye-bye. That's it for today's show. Do me a favor. If you enjoy this, go over to iTunes or wherever you're listening at. Leave us a review. Share this episode with your friends. And for more great content, check us out in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash next level agents. That's facebook.com forward slash groups next level agents. See you soon.